All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the New Paradigm Podcast. You have myself with you today, Lotfi Drift and Rhett Kutz. So Rhett is the founder of United Mind, and he's helping entrepreneurs master their mind, body, spirit, relationships, and business. Um, but I'll let Rhett, Rhett, Rhett take over and just quickly introduce himself um, so we can both get to know each other. Yeah, we can stay on that theme. <laughs> uh, hey, everyone. Um, yeah, so founder of or creator of United Mind, um, where we're helping people master their mind, body, spirit, relationships, and business. And the whole theme of that is to really bring a holistic approach into entrepreneurship because I, uh, from experience, I was a former partner of consulting.com and that was a, an amazing company, great bunch of guys over there. But what I found in my experience in the online coaching and, and in the online entrepreneurship world is that we can often build things or businesses from a certain desire, right? In the early stages. And usually that's to get some cash in the door and to become self-sufficient and to achieve a level of freedom that we haven't yet before in our lives. But I found that, you know, while that path is fine and there's nothing wrong with that, I found that the biggest problem in the market was that actually people weren't really enjoying themselves and they weren't enjoying the journey and they were burning themselves out. And often I found a lot of very depressed people that because they weren't very connected to their deeper calling or their mission and purpose in life. So seeing this, I really just went down a rabbit hole of personal discovery, looking into the spiritual side of life, uh, where I had my pers- like personally had reached a massive point of burnout and like self-destruction. And, you know, I was so focused on business and making money for such a long period of time and made it work amazingly well, but found myself more depressed than ever because every other area of my life had just gone to shit. I'd basically like sacrificed myself and, and my soul at the expense of just making some cash. Uh, so then I had to go through a, a massive phase of like internal reflection to really realign myself and figure out like, what is it that I actually want to do? Like, you know, the big three questions, why am I here? Um, what is the meaning of life and what is my unique purpose? And the more I started asking those questions, I started to more so investigate things like consciousness, energy in the spiritual world and once I did so, I was able to then like bring a lot of those core principles back into the business space to reintegrate myself and redesign my entire life from the ground up to actually create a business that I was truly aligned with from a mission and duty perspective. And also, I was then able to build a business that I felt really aligned with in the long run. So that's kind of like a quick snapshot overview of, I guess, who I am and a bit of brief, a brief background on my story in the origins of United Mind. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I actually have a few friends that have joined your programs um, with some awesome reviews. So but, but I'm curious because, you know, you've made that shift for yourself, you know, finding your, you know, your deeper purpose, deeper meaning for what you want to do in business and life. Um, like what are, what are some of the steps, that I guess, other people that are in your situation can take to kind of get out of, you know, the thing that they think, the thing that they've always been doing into the thing that, um, you know, is more viable long-term and yeah. more meaningful. Yeah. Um, it's a great question. And honestly, in, in everything in life, there's, there's complexity, but once we sift through the complexity, the solutions are actually relatively simple, right? But the key in being able to achieve this is typically we've got to be able to get out of our own way. And 
a great way that we can do that is to get perspective, to get a bigger picture on life and the universe itself. Because think about this, right? We're all playing a human game, whether we know it or not. And a very few percentage of our population actually understands that, you know, this earth experience is just another game that we chose to play before we came here onto earth. And by the way, some of my perspectives can be a little bit maybe different from mainstream. So always like use your own discernment and take what you want to from me and what I may maybe say on this interview. But um, at the end of the day, I'm not here to like convince you of any specific belief system. I'm not here to sell you on my ideas. I'm just here to share my experience really. And if you just take one thing away, that's really all that matters that can empower you in the next phase of your own journey. But um, yes, we're all playing this human game. And when we look at the biggest picture in life and how the universe works and the laws of the universe, when we zoom out and get such a great perspective, well, now when we start looking at things from a universal level and how that integrates with what we're doing here on earth, we can then start to really understand how our earth experience works. We can start to understand like the systems, the incentives, our path, our evolutionary journey here on earth. And then once we understand that, in other words, the rules of the game, we can then start to optimize what we actually want in our life. Because if we don't understand the rules of the game, it's like playing chess with a grandmaster without knowing how to fucking play chess. So <laughs> why in this earth experience, if we're all humans and we're here to optimize ourselves and to master ourselves, well, sometimes we have to take some time out to like literally slow the fuck down and just realign with our innermost truth and to reflect on who we are, why we're here, and to allow ourselves to, you know, ask those bigger questions in life to start to navigate towards what feels most aligned for us. But in this human game, we also need to look at the two phases of the human game, right? One, phase one is really an unconscious life. It's where it starts from birth. And in this journey, we are basically optimizer. We're brought up and programmed to become a certain type of human, right? And that is based off of like the beliefs, the programs, the societal norms, our friendship circles, our uh, social groups, and our education system. And this literally creates the wiring, the operating system within our mind, body, spirit complex. And then due to our internal belief system that has been developed from early life, our external reality begins to reflect those belief systems that we hold deep within us. So phase one of the human game is all about limitation, really. It's like we continue to face and experience limitation and lack in our life until we start to wake up to the truth and the power of who we really are. So then um, typically I've found a lot of people who kind of understand that, yeah, like this first phase of life doesn't really make much sense. I feel like there's something more. I feel like there's something missing from within inside myself. And typically the transition between phase one living or the phase one of the human game and phase two of the human game is some sort of catalyst, right? Now the catalyst can come in any form of uh, maybe like what may appear as like a disaster, a, a, a really hard time in your life, a major problem or challenge that you're trying to overcome, right? And um, move through. Now, 
this catalyst, most people from a limited perspective, because remember, we're coming from a first phase perspective, the first time we face off with a big challenge in our life, we're most likely going to view ourselves as a victim when we're trying to overcome that challenge, because we don't yet acknowledge like the light and the power within ourselves to overcome anything. Um, but as we start to really like become challenged to the greatest extent with this catalyst in our life, it forces us to honestly go inward where we have to reflect inwardly on who we are, why we're here and what our purpose is to find the answers from within. Because you find that the more and more you try to solve your problems by just looking outside of yourself, right? By what other people are trying to teach you, by what other people are saying, by even maybe what the experts are saying, you're continuing to leak your power to other people. And you're not allowing yourself to see yourself as the as the master that you are because we all have the ability to be masters but the reality is that we've just forgotten how to really like use our consciousness use our intention and use our own internal energetic system within us to create the reality that we want so the the transition phase is all about you know going from looking at the external world and looking at everything outside of us to tell us who we are. And it's the transition from going from the external to the internal, where we're now starting to look within for the answers that we want to find to overcome our challenges and overcome and solve our problems. And this applies because when we can start to master ourselves internally, we can create any external reality that we desire. So then phase two of the human game is really about continuing to like level up with this newfound awareness that you are the master and you can create whatever reality that you truly desire. And that also applies into business and entrepreneurship. So, and the reason why I like found and discovered this myself is because I was obsessed with the game of performance and really being able to master your performance in work. And that was my background with consulting. I, I went in as a performance coach for Sam. Uh, but in making this transition and, and really starting to understand how consciousness and the spirit realm works, I realized that those underlying principles are really, when used in synergy to like a lot of the classic performance you know, literature out there, you can really radically amplify your results by working with your energy, consciousness, and your internal system that you're naturally wired to master. It's just about learning how and discovering that process. So yeah, that's like really my perspective on why we need to first zoom out to get a grip of like where we currently are, where we truly want to go. And then we've got to look at a, a better, more effective solution for getting there. Because most people approach life in a linear manner, right? like a step-by-step -step logical process. <laughs> but mastering the game of life is not logical, really. It's like, it's, it's, it's intuitive. It's like, it's energetic. It's basically following the subtle nudges that you receive on a daily basis. And you do that by following your heart in what you love and what you really want to do. So if you're in a position where you might be running a business or in a job even that like isn't necessarily aligned with your greatest calling and your truth. The first step is to just release your attachment to where you are. It's okay where you are. There's nothing wrong with where you are because you're probably in 
the career path or you're probably running the business that is giving you all the lessons and the skill sets required to help you make the transition into being really effective in advancing your mission in the future. And that's typically when you look back, it's like all of the jobs you've had, all of the experiences that you've had up until this point have given you the gifts, the learnings, the teachings that you currently need to now make the next step. So it's first and foremost, like falling in love with the journey of your own expansion and embracing the challenge of understanding that maybe you're not in your most ideal situation right now, but as you reclaim more of your power, as you start to go in within yourself and start to really find your truth, then you will continue to advance towards like closer alignment with your mission, your calling, your purpose in life. So in summary, slow down and start to look with inside yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I heard that quote where it says, um, we have, we have two lives. The first one you realize, well, the first one's the day you're born and the second one is the day you realize you only have one. So or I think the day yeah. you figured out, what is it? There, I think it's like that you have two lives. The first one is when you're born, and then the second one is where you figure out why. Mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like where you finally connect to your true self. Yeah. Maybe there's like a different variation of that where it's like... I'm sure there's many. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like they realize you only have one, but I guess both of them, I guess it just instills that urgency where you've got that urgency now to to kind of really figure out what you want to do. Um, yeah, it's like it creates like an inferno within inside yourself, right? It's like almost when you're, when you're going through life, I found from experience, the more I ignored the subtle, like when I say a subtle nudge, it's like, you know, your intuition where you feel that something's right for you or not right for you. And then if it's not right for you and you go and do it anyway, and then it's like you suffer the consequences because of it. But when you know something's right for you and you continue to like ignore it and suppress it, the voice just continues to get louder and louder over time until you actually make a change in your life to align with your highest path. Um, so like I said, it can be a, a quite a process. So it's important to be patient with it, but it's also important to really identify like, yeah, if you're at a point in time right now, it's okay to like just get that fire lit under your butt to devote yourself to finding it out, right? Because the alternative is to not go down that path and just to continue to live a life of like where you're suppressing yourself, you're numbing yourself, you're distracting yourself from your true calling. But it's a very hard transition to make because to align yourself with your true calling or your purpose, you've got to overcome a lot of like self-doubt. You've got to overcome a lot of your own mental programming that tells you that you're not good enough that maybe you're not powerful enough to pull off this bigger vision or mission or calling in your life. And it can be quite intimidating because we're not necessarily scared of our darkness. It's really our light and our power that we're most afraid of. Yeah, absolutely. Totally with you in there. Um, yeah, that, that, that's interesting. Um, a, lot, a lot of interesting points, but I think this, this ties, this might tell well into like a lifestyle design which is what I want to touch on as well, uh, which I'm sure you've probably done a lot as well since I believe you came, was it, you came from Australia or New Zealand to America? Uh, Australia. Australia, yeah. Um, 
like how how we found lifestyle design to like tie into this like um, yeah yeah it's a good point. So I'm going to use a racing analogy because I love like race cars and I love the speed of racing, right? And I think that racing is an awesome sport where, you know, there's so much strategy, there's flow state, there's performance, there's engineering, creation, design. Um, it all ties into like one <laughs> in that sport. So I love it. But when you look at like the topic of life design, the way I view it is that life design is all about getting a grip of your steering wheel in the car. Where are you going? Because if you don't first understand where you are, then secondly, where you want to go. And thirdly, if you don't have a tool or a system or a process to help you get there, well, you're just going to end up crashing into the barriers. So life design is all about getting alignment with where you want to go and understanding where you currently are because you can't really navigate anywhere. If you go to plug in a destination on Google Maps, but you don't know where you are, the algorithm's not going to know what to do, right? It's not going to know what to spit out. And likewise, if you know where you are, but you don't know what you want, how, like, what is the map? What is the Google map algorithm meant to do? So phase one and step one in resetting and being able to achieve what you want in life, I see it as three phases, right? Phase one is getting a grip of what you want to create. And that encompasses the topic of life design and really getting clear on what you want to create for yourself in your reality. This And also optimizing and organizing your life. Because if you've got a bunch of clutter, if you're distracted, if you're overwhelmed with information overload, if your house is in chaos and in mess, if your digital life is in chaos and disorder, right? If you haven't organized your digital life, like you're just going to be sporadic and unorganized and you're not going to be able to make any progress because you're being weighed down by the disorganization in your life. So the second part of life design is really getting organized and getting clear. Um, then the next step in creating what you want is enhancing your performance because performance is associated with like the engine in a car. So step number one, you need to be able to steer. You need to be able to direct yourself in where you want to go. Step number two, you need to accelerate and enhance the performance of your vehicle to get there faster. And the underlying principle of performance is it really all revolves around energy and being able to utilize your focus to tap into flow state. Then once you've got a really good engine working in your car and you're steering where you want to go, then it's all about mastering the art of creation. And that could be creating a business. It could be creating art. It could be creating music. Uh, it doesn't matter what you do. But the most important thing is that you're creating and you're building something that you love and you find a way to make it useful and in service of others as well. So you can actually get a return and get paid for what you love doing. And I like to call that third phase creation. And really what that is, that's like the whole design and interconnectedness of the car itself. So, you know, someone might want to choose to drive a Lamborghini. Someone might want to drive like a golf buggy someone might want to drive like an f1 car the design is totally up to you and the creation is totally up to you but what matters is that it's aligned with your truth in and also what you love so that's kind of like the process but yeah if you have any more questions about like life design itself i'm happy to get into that too yeah yeah absolutely um i know that's definitely your what you mean areas of expertise alongside like routine and you know flow stay and focus um I remember last year, I don't know if you remember, but 
asked you some questions about this and you gave me like a really long response, um, you know, about um, like generally my, my, my environment at home. And mm. I've taken a lot of that advice and I've really implemented it. For example, like um, not eating before bed, like three, four hours, not eating before bed, wearing yeah. the glasses um, to block a blue light, the grounding on the, on the grass. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what are some of your, I mean, I've, I've seen like you, you've, you've shared a lot of them with me already, but what are some for people who haven't heard it yet? your main hacks and your tactics for optimizing your environment and routine. Yeah. So this, for me, this fits under the core pillar of performance, right? Um, the engine, making it run smoother and faster. So the, the core principles, we've got to look at the highest philosophy as, or the, the philosophical aspect of it, right? Because your philosophy is going to drive your behaviors and your actions. So it's really first and foremost, important to get aligned with what your overall life philosophy is. Because the way I see it, inside of performance, you've got other pillars that fit within performance. We've got our mind, because depending on how well optimized your mind is, that's going to determine how well you can think, the decisions that you make, and how clean your thinking is, and how creative you are really as well. The second um, pillar within performance is your body. It's your physical vehicle. Um, in other words, optimizing your energy and your drive. Like how how much can you produce? How much energy do you have available to you to move yourself forward and actually do the things that you know you need to do? Uh, and then the third aspect of performance is spirit. You know, connecting inside your spirit and mastering the aspects of your consciousness and your really like your intentional manifestation abilities. Um, so the first two that people typically start with are going to be your mind and your body because they're they're the two that you really need to get in alignment first. Um, then the third is spirit, and that's a little bit more complex, complicated. Um, not as many people are as really receptive to that area, but you'll find that in the elites of the elites like who are at the top of their game in performance in anything – there's always an aspect of spirit, which is where they're getting clear about what their universal philosophy is. They're getting clear about why they're here, what their purpose is, and they're aligning it to their work. And that gives them the extra life force and drive to truly create what they desire in life. But in talking about the first uh, two aspects of performance in mind and your body, when it comes to some core principles, it's like, First and foremost, you've got to really watch your inputs in both your mind and your body. Because if you don't like what you're currently getting, if you don't like what you're currently outputting out of your system, you've got to change and optimize what you're putting into yourself. And the process that I like to go through for that is looking at like, all right, number one, what information am I consuming? Because no matter how optimized you are, at every level, there's always another level, right? There's another level of refinement. There's more that you can extract out of your performance and your ability when you continue to refine these time and time again. So with your inputs, that's things like, you know, a lot of guys these days, especially especially when we are kind of floating through life and maybe disengaged, uh, a lot go down the rabbit holes of like just crunching time on social media, um, binging Netflix, uh, listening to information and podcasts, which are fucking amazing, but like, you know, 
be selective with who you're listening to as well. I think it's great to get a wide array of influence to understand, you know, perspectives from other people, but also just use your own discernment. You know, like what I said at the start of this uh, interview or meeting, it was like, hey, you don't have to take everything that I say as your truth. You decide what's true for you. And that is really just getting more conscious about using a filter for what you're allowing into your mind-body-spirit complex. Um, And then eliminating as many distractions as you possibly can that are not serving you towards your highest goal or your highest purpose. And that ties into environmental design as well. You know, optimizing your environment, being very intentional about what you're allowing into your environment. Um, Like everything that you have or own in your house is it random? Is it there for a reason? Did you intentionally select why you want that physical object in your environment? What, how does that influence you mentally and energetically (laughs) throughout your days? Right. Um, and then once you've really cleaned up your act and looked at, you know, things like your addictions as well as another one. So we've got like our addictions that distract us, For example, social media could be porn and things like that that we use as a numbing agent to just escape the pain of what we're currently feeling. The next, the other type of addictive agents that a lot of people find themselves on at some point, uh, and not everyone, but I definitely did. (laughs) This was shit that I had to face off with and overcome were things like, you know, just things that drag your energy down when you're trying to really optimize yourself, like your alcoholic intake. Maybe it could be weed. It could be any drugs, look at the supplements you're taking. They can be having an effect. Look at the food you're consuming on a daily basis. Look at your hydration levels. And they're really like the core pillars just to purify yourself and really simplify yourself. When you can simplify what you're consuming through your mind and your body, you really start to enhance and expand your energetic field. So your inputs is one major factor. The other factor is in performance to achieve mental clarity and enhance your energy so you can continue to show up on a consistent basis to get done what you really need to get done. You've now got to start working in the realm of energy and balancing your energy and your your pH levels within your body as well uh, to make sure that your entire system is working for you. So once we've looked at the mind and body, now I want to start looking at maybe a more spiritual aspect of your energy, right? And in doing so, I look at more advanced things like meditation in being able to clear your energetic field and also settle your mind to be able to focus. Number two would be grounding. Um, Because whenever we're confused or not sure what to do, it's often due to our neurochemical balance or our hormonal balance within our biological system. Because when we are in confusion or we're not feeling safe and secure with who we are and what we're doing, um, if we feel overwhelmed, well, what that is doing internally, it's activating the fight or flight complex within you, right? And it's releasing massive amounts of stress hormone, which then is going to basically take your prefrontal cortex offline and render you unable to think clearly. So what I like to do is to balance that out is we need to continue to throughout the day is to understand what is triggering us to feel that way. And oftentimes it's tied to an emotion or an attachment that we give to something in our external reality. 
And then we need to work on overcoming it or transmuting it or integrating that feeling and then shifting it to a higher perspective and processing through that energy. The way I start to do that is I need to get into my body and start feeling and getting in tune with how I feel. And the way I do that is to go outside and get grounded and like start to plant my feet on Mother Gaia or Earth. And the reason why I do this is to basically eliminate all of the positively charged built up ions from within my body. And a positively charged ion is kind of like a sporadic chaotic energy. That's what you can feel like when you feel really positively charged. Um, the positive, the ions are positively charged, right? But they actually create a negative effect in your body. And things that can contribute to enhancing levels of like positively charged ions in your body are things like electromagnetic radiation. So the Wi-Fi or the energy that's coming off things like your electronics, laptop, the Wi-Fi towers, um, your TV, and anything else that you've got set up in your environment. There's nothing wrong with these things, but we just need to learn how to counteract them and rebalance ourselves so we can reach optimal states of performance. And then the what I said is the way to counteract that the most effectively, the most effective way is to go out in nature and get grounded. Um, and then the other way is to optimize your pH levels within your body, which is really typically done through nutrition. So the more packaged foods you're eating, the more crap you're eating, um, that's going to continue to make your body more acidic. And then you're going to continue to build up positively charged ions because your body is now stressed and it's strained. So we counteract that through clean nutrition, clean thinking, and grounding ourselves on the earth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing I saw from you a while back as well was like a, a whole list of supplements you, 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 you were taking at the time, maybe even taking right now. Uh, it's quite a lot. And I think even when you work with Sam, you had like a routine with supplements, like in the morning at night. Mm -hmm. um, how, how much of that have you found to be important? And if, do, you, if, do you still take them? If so, which, which ones have you found to be the, the most important ones? Yeah. So there, here's the concept around supplements, right? Based on the, the human game of what I was talking about, the phase one living in phase two, phase one optimizes for everything like outside of you, where you're giving your power to everything else outside of you. Phase two is about first and foremost, taking responsibility for yourself by mastering your internal system. And you can start down that path by really working on things like meditation and, you know, actively engage breath work as well to start to generate the feelings that you want to from within without needing anything externally, right? But when it comes to supplements, the problem with supplements, I'll tell you what they are in a moment, but the problem around the attitude of what a lot of people have towards supplements are that they think that they can bypass working on everything else, bypass mastering their internal state and system, bypass eating clean, bypass exercising, bypass grounding and things like this, bypass breath work and think that they can take a supplement and achieve optimal states of performance. It's just not going to work. It's like putting a band-aid on the problem instead of actually fixing the deep-rooted problem itself. So that's why I always 
prioritize getting those other things in check first. Then you can start to look at some supplementation just for that extra 1% to 2% edge, that extra kicker to help you optimize your biology. That being said, when we look at supplements, I like to look and prioritize the most essential ones first, right? Because if you don't have certain specific nutrients within your body, you might, you know, you the byproduct of that is that you might be feeling really shit or low on energy because you're lacking a, an essential micronutrient um, or mineral that you really need within your system. So I'll tell you a few that are just essentials that I recommend everybody look at. And first and foremost, the greatest supplement is water, <laughs> highly filtered water. Um, the second one is looking at things like shilajit. So I'll let you type that in yourself and look at um, shilajit yourself, but that basically helps you optimize the functioning of all of your mitochondria. Um, another essential supplement that I take is magnesium because there are a cascade of biological processes that rely on the availability of magnesium within your system. Uh, another one would be like highly potent vitamin D. Uh, I think that's just a, a classic one for most. Um, and then I would look at a very potent green supplement. That's very, it's, it sounds very basic, but I love looking at things like athletic greens that, you know, you can take one green shake in the morning and it's got a, a flood of essential nutrients that we all need throughout our day. And you can take a green smoothie or a green shake like that and really get all of your daily requirements in, in one hit. So then like every veggie and, and fruit you eat, in addition to that is just bonus work. So the reason why something like a green supplement is important is because with the way our current uh, world is going and with the way that agriculture is currently conducted in the farming process and in the richness of the soil that is available to us now, a lot of the nutrients have been extracted and just like taken out of our um, our farming process. So the soil that the plants and fruits are growing in is not as rich anymore. And therefore, if the if the environment is not rich in which they are grown, when it comes to the end, to the end consumer, and when you eat it, you're not going to have as many nutrients available to you in that product. So that's why I, I still advocate for eating a, a shitload of plants and veggies and things like that. But it's also essential to top up the the essential micronutrient levels within your body to counterbalance what you might be missing in a natural diet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the supplements that I've been having um, are by Thorn. Are you familiar with them? Yeah, that's a great company. That's a great product. Yeah, I heard they have like highest quality stuff, so I just started using those. Um, mm -hmm. I'll definitely check out the Shilajit. Um, I put it to Google. I, just, I realized I mistyped it, but is this the is this one you take on a daily basis or? Yeah, you can. You can do it daily. You can do it every couple of days. Um, but that also helps counterbalance, like honestly, EMF pollution in the environment as well. It, it helps your mitochondria optimize itself and also thrive. Because at the end of the day, it's all about optimizing at the micro level your mitochondria ability to produce energy. Um, 
and just the way that our system is set up with a lot of you know when we're ungrounded when we are exposed to a lot of pollution factors in the in the world uh that's all you know hijacking the functioning of our biology but shilajit is just one essential uh thing that you can take to start getting on top of it and counterbalancing yourself nice that's awesome yeah i'll be checking it out um I'm curious, what what does your current day routine look like? Yeah, it's honestly pretty simple. So I've I've optimized this and I've gone through many different routines in the past, right? Um, but honestly, the, the best ones that work are always something simple and something that you can stick to on a regular basis. So I will uh, tell you this. It's like in my current life, there's many factors that contribute to routine and maybe like for my entire life, I've been very rigid and very routine oriented, but I will say that when I started going through and really uh, wanting to balance myself out and just really work on a lot of the energy work that I've been doing uh, more recently, I didn't use a routine as much because I more so needed to go with the my own intuition and what felt right in the moment. And I needed to like introduce some adaptability and flexibility into my life. But that lasted for about a year. But now my current routine typically looks like waking up around six, around sunrise, then getting outside and going for a run right away uh, to like get my body moving. Because the essential thing about exercise, it's it's honestly not what most people think. Most people think that you need to optimize your your body through exercise, but really what I'm doing and what my intention is when I'm exercising is, yes, I'm making my body more efficient in the way that it can utilize and create energy. But what I'm also doing is moving any dense emotions that are in my system through me because an emotion is just energy in motion. And the way to help us overcome a lot of the emotional issues that we face is to get out and go exercise and to get our body moving, which then starts to generate and move the emotions through our body. Because most of the time you'll find that we make decisions and we do everything in life based on emotion. We want to feel better and we want to move away from pain. So when we understand that our greatest driving force is that we all make decisions based on emotion and justify with logic, we know that we need to optimize the emotions that we're feeling within our body. Because if we're always feeling shit emotionally, then that's going to create a compounding ripple effect and a feedback loop to create more negative thoughts or disempowering thoughts, which is then going to create even worse feelings within our system. And then we're all of a sudden not making the bold moves or decisions that we need to make in our life to advance ourselves. So that's why I always prioritize resolving and, and moving through the emotions that I'm feeling in every moment. And then I'm going ahead and doing work from a higher energetic or emotional place. So my routine is get outside, exercise, move through any dense emotions that are stuck in my body, right? I'm cleansing my energetic field. And then after the run, I like might go for a swim or just take my shoes off and get grounded on the earth. I, I do a grounding practice after that. Then I come back um, inside and then i will typically just get a green smoothie going um it can at times it's been like a stack of celery juice first then a good dense green smoothie 
if I need to save a bit of time that day, I might just do a green smoothie and not and not produce the celery juice. But you know that fluctuates, and what that does that immediately fills my body with great dense nutrients that are also alkalizing my body and helping my liver detox from all of the toxins that it has removed in my body throughout my sleep um, or from when I was sleeping. Then after that, um, I'll typically just go get a a coffee with my missus um, down the street so I can connect with her before the day starts. And after that coffee, I then come back and I like to get a meditation and some breath work in uh, to really center myself and ground myself so I'm clear on what I'm doing that day and I'm doing it from the highest energetic state that I can create for myself, right? Uh, and then I just get into work and whatever it may be, there's I've got different structures for different days, whether I'm doing calls or whether I'm creating content, training material or building the platform. Um, I'll have like different focus days for each thing. And then um, typically I'll start winding down in the afternoon and getting back into my body, maybe going outside, having some fun, doing some go-karting or just enjoying myself and, and like taking my mind off work or just out of the laptop mode so I can recenter myself and recharge myself for the next day. Uh, and then I'll typically wind down, have a meal and then do whatever, maybe learn something new do some stretching, classic like nighttime routine stuff, right? Um, and I'll make sure I like write down what I need to do for the next day as well so I can go to bed with a clean mind. Uh, and then, yeah, it's, it's just bed and up again for the next one. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, so what, 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 are, what are your thoughts on fasting though? Um, have you ever yeah. tried it out? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just honestly, these days I go with what my body needs. So I intuitively go with it. If I feel like I just need to uh, not eat food because I'm feeling a bit heavy or, or a bit foggy in my mind, fuck, I tell you the greatest medicine is just to not put shit into your body for a little while and let it balance itself out, right? Um, but yeah, there can be some amazing benefits to fasting. But once again, with any health strategy, tactic, First and foremost, you've got to ask yourself internally what feels the most aligned and what feels right for me because everyone's different and everyone needs a different approach. Uh, but yes, I do believe in fasting. Like The benefits are absolutely there. It can be amazing um, to really enhance focus levels, to enhance productivity levels, to balance out and give your body a break from digesting food all the time. Uh, so yeah, it can really have some great benefit. I don't do it all the time, um, but you know, I'm at least at a minimum. I'm always fasting for about twelve hours. But when I'm more so practicing it, I will typically fast for sixteen hours and have an eating window of about eight. Awesome. Let's see. Yeah. Um, but generally. Like you said, you you tend to go with like more of the intuition side of things, and then when you yeah when you feel like you gotta fast and going with the fasting side, um, is, is there just to wrap up the health side of things? Is there anything mm -hmm. else that you've noticed um, that's important for entrepreneurs to do specifically in terms of health? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's all connected, right? Everything, absolutely everything, and. 
the healthier you are, the more energy you're going to have available to you. The more energy you have available to you, you're going to also have greater intelligence that you can access. Because when you enhance your energy, you also enhance your level of consciousness. When you enhance your level of consciousness, your creativity skyrockets, your intelligence skyrockets, and your ability to create and produce also skyrockets uh, because you're doing it from on an enhanced energetic supply. Think of it like, um, have you seen like an energetic wave on like a graph? There's like different energetic waves, but typically at different frequencies, right? But if you are slow and lethargic and just like really feeling down because your energy isn't optimized, your your energetic wave graph looks really long and really slow, right? But when you optimize your energy, your frequency starts to increase. And when your frequency increases, it's like it just unleashes uh, essential like expansive or not a, not expansive, but it is it releases very empowering neurochemicals within your biology and within your brain. And you are literally able to tap into a whole nother level of performance when your energy is dialed in. So there isn't specifically one tip or trick, but all I would encourage everyone in business to really look into is, yeah, optimize and prioritize your energy and everything else will come from that. You will get more creative in your problem-solving ability. You, the type of solutions that you'll find will be much more effective. You'll start to play an end, an an sorry, an exponential game in an environment of where most people are making small incremental linear based decisions. Yeah, totally with you. Um, and actually, just to continue with that note, because you mentioned you can you start to create more. Um, I've seen some of your concepts, for example, the quantum creation. Like, mm-hmm. how, how does that tie into this? Like consuming content and actually being able to create yourself um, like how, yeah. how do you find those two things to relate? Yeah. So I found that typically in the phase one of life, right? We are always, we are consuming as much as we can from external sources. And that's because when we're born, we're born very limited. We don't have any ability to think for ourselves, to create what we want in our life because we don't have the skill sets, the mindsets or the knowledge required to do so. But there reaches the tipping point in life where in order to free up your energy, in order to have more available energy to create from, you need to stop consuming as much. There has to be a switch, right? Because the more you consume, the less you typically create. Because when you're consuming, that's like filling your mind up and head up with everyone else's ideas. So it's it's okay to do that for periods of time. But if you really want to start creating, the only difference between a creator and a consumer is that a creator just chose to produce what is within themselves to back their own ability to create something valuable and to try and experiment and fail as opposed to someone who's always consuming and they're consuming because they think that they are not yet ready or they're not yet whole so they're looking for other things outside of themselves. They need to learn that last, that next thing. They need to consume that next idea uh, outside of themselves in order to be ready, to be value, valuable enough to then go on and create. But we've just got to realize that you already have everything you need within you. The only decision that you need to now make is to 
create what you want and what you truly desire. And that's the whole idea of quantum creator. It's like when you master your energy, you can now go and create anything that you want. Um, And I also, one last tidbit on creation is give yourself the permission to go and create what you love and what you want to create. Like don't ask other people what they want. Just create what you want. And then you'll start creating things from the highest energetic vibration and people will eventually become attracted to that if you're truly aligned to yourself. But oftentimes we fail because we try and create things that aren't aligned for us to please or provide value to others in what they deem valuable. And then we suppress our light by doing so. We suppress ourselves and what we truly desire and how we truly want to express ourselves. But really, when you look at all the world's best athletes, creators, artists, none of them go and ask the other person, like, do you ever see Eminem going like, hey, what do you want me to create, guys? <laughs> it's like it doesn't happen that way. It's like he finds inspiration from within like all artists do. And they just create what they want to fucking create. And then the world loves it because they're creating from a place of total bliss and love. And that's what the world is craving right now is for everyone to express themselves from the highest alignment of their own truth. Yeah. So that's what quantum creator is all about. It's creating from within, not creating what other people want from you. You creating what you want to yourself and trusting that it will be valuable to other people, to the right people. Yeah. I saw this quote that said, um, when you create it for yourself, it's art. And when you create it for others, it's, it's business. Yeah. Uh, something like that. Yeah. But you can blend it. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's see. Um, and that's yeah, honestly where true innovation comes from. From, um, from making it, from, from that intersection between the two? Uh, I would say like, yes, but I think true innovation comes from people who are willing to create things that the market doesn't even know that they want. Because they've got, because like, you'll receive ideas intuitively. You'll receive ideas that have the potential to really innovate in a specific industry or in a specific field but it's those who like when you don't take action on it then like obviously you're not going to innovate it's like you're going to limit yourself in what you can do but when you are willing to trust in the guidance that you receive intuitively and then take action on creating that thing that's you acting in accordance to universal law and trusting that everything will work um, like exactly how it's meant to It's when you start judging yourself. Oh, is this going to work? Is this not going to work? Do these people want this? Do they not want that? That's the mental chatter that fucks you up. Yeah. Well, there's one thing I I should add to that. I mean, because there is, I think the reason, you probably already know this, um, the reason people kind of get into this mental chatter one is is obviously because there is more risk and accountability associated with that. Yeah. Uh, Kind of, yeah. Which kind of has that like, like... Risk reward, yeah. Yeah, but that's where it comes into mastering yourself emotionally, right? Because what, what's going to prevent you from going and creating what you truly want? Probably some emotion that's holding you back. <laughs> but when you're able to like clear that and to expand into more of your power, 
then you like you start to align yourself with that creation that you actually want to give birth to. Yeah. But also the fact that there's there's more risk when you when you go that down that route versus Oh yeah. when you when you kind of make what you know will sell today. Right, but yes, it just depends what lane you want to live in. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with either or. It's like, once again, everyone's own personal decision on what feels most aligned for them in the moment. Yeah. But at the end of the day, this is where the most reward comes as well because you're taking more risk and you have more yeah. accountability. So you get you get more reward through this. Um, yeah, so just, just to wrap this up now, um, I think we, we've gone through a lot of things today. Um, so in terms in terms of like, because I know you you worked with Sam, and I'm I'm curious to know what your kind of experience was there. Mm. Yeah, like what about it? <laughs> um, well, you know, because he's he's done some pre- pretty impressive things, right, with Consultant.com, and mm-hmm. you know, from from what I've seen, like you were actually living with him. Yeah. Um, so obviously you've had you've had some perspective that pretty much no one's had besides whoever lived with him. So what 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 have you seen that you're able to share? That's that was like that you found to be impressive that people who watch him online have not really, have not really like picked up on, for example. Yeah. Okay. So honestly, the, the greatest gift that I got from Sam, the greatest thing that I learned from him was to question everything. Because when you question everything, you always get, eventually you'll get to the root cause behind something because he, the reason why he's such a great entrepreneur and such a great creator is able to create things that are amazing in the market is because he goes deeper than anyone else. He starts to understand the intricacies, the systems, the, uh, the reason why things are the way they are and how things are built and created. So he is able to go deeper in his understanding with most things. And from that deeper wisdom, he can then create and innovate in the marketplace with what he's providing in terms of value in the business arena. So, yeah, that was really like the one thing that really inspired me from him is ask, always ask why and always go deeper. Like if you don't understand something, like don't stop there, find a way to understand it and like continue to persist. It's that persistence that allows him to create like amazing, valuable things in the marketplace. Yeah, and be um, and being his like performance coach, like how much like Im- improvement have you seen from like before? Like how, how much increase in um, increase in, in his product productivity have you seen from what you've done with him on the performance side? I think it was great. Like I. I was working with him when he produced the new accelerator program and the new up level program, right? Which are now like the two, like the two core programs that turned accelerator or the consulting.com into delivering the value that it does. Um, The thing that I think contributed to him creating those was really like being able to help him stabilize himself and stay very consistent and on a creative path because creativity 
you know, there's two different forms. There's like a, a professional side where it's like you're very structured, you're in a routine and you use those constraints to breed creativity. The other side of creativity is like the unorganized, chaotic type artist who has no routine, who is just creating when they might just feel inspired here and there, but they don't necessarily complete things and get things done because it's so it's such sporadic energy, right? Now, there's no right or wrong with either, but one major thing that we worked with Sam on was extreme consistency in routine and maximizing his energy to be able to focus back to back to back each and every day on moving the main thing forward for that day. So it was really about just helping him stay consistent in re- like recovering and on a specific routine with all the variables that we had in place to optimize his energy production so then he could get in the zone when he needed to on a consistent basis. And through that consistency, over time, with his persistence, he was able to create like amazing products. That's awesome, yeah. I mean, yeah, totally with you. Um, But like, you know, it's credit to him as well with what like full credit to him and his ability to like do it all as well. You know, like there's no one thing responsible. It's, it's a synergy of the environment and everything that comes together to create optimal performance. Yeah. Cause I noticed you call it like Navy cause, cause when I asked you a few questions about it a while back, um, this was during the pandemic you know, you called it like Navy seal performance and this yeah. was like part of your, Part of your program and your, your um, one-to-one coaching. So, do you see it as something more than what most entrepreneurs do? Because you call it like Navy Seal, which is like another level of. Yeah, well, with um, you know, in my one-on-one, full intensive, all-inclusive that I offer, you know, with Sam, for example, we I live with a guy for three years. <laughs> like that's that's pretty extreme. Like think about you literally being willing with, you know, you've got, you're living with your partner and you're like, I want to take this to the next level. So I'm going to hire a guy to come live with me full time to keep me accountable and everything. And to basically set my routine, hold me accountable to it. And also then like optimize everything from nutrition, uh, the routine structure, consistency, exercise, and planning. And then we're going to implement it for like three years back to back with consistency like it's it was very navy seal like um it was and i don't i'm not a navy seal i don't claim to like you know be anything like that because those guys are a whole another level as well but it's the core principles that we applied into our training regimen and into what we did and you know especially when it came to the the physical side of things um one of the first sessions that i had with him it's like we need to set the bar higher physically and mentally. So then when it comes to getting in the trenches and doing what's required in business, it's easier compared to the training that we do in mind mind and your body, right? So I would take him on like crazy runs throughout New York and he'd be like vomiting on the sidewalk. But in those moments, he'd be like, he got, he, but he got it right. He wouldn't get pissed at me. He'd be like, yeah, I signed up for this because he wanted to like stretch himself beyond his limits and outside of his boundaries on a physical level. 
to train the mind to like continue to radically enhance his own performance and what he was capable of. That doesn't mean everyone here like go out and make yourself throw up, but it's like sometimes when you're comfortable and you're doing things in a certain way, sometimes the way to radically enhance and create a breakthrough in your life is to create some sort of initiation challenge for yourself to stretch yourself in your perspective and what you believe that you're capable of, right? Where you break down your ego and you transcend your current limitation and achieve something that you didn't think possible. That's what that's what training is about. It's about stretching your limits on what you believe to be possible for yourself. But Got also it. it's it's a fine line in management to not go and like burn yourself out and and beat up your body because you need your body working for you to be an effective operator in business too. So I wouldn't do that all the time with Sam. It's like we would manage his workload in everything that we did to make sure that there was a good synergistic balance. But, you know, when we needed to, I'd ramp it up and like I'd get him into those zones and into that space where it's like in those moments, you're battling your own demons and you're pushing through and overcoming it in those moments to enhance enhance your own level of mastery in yourself. Yeah. So, so in a way you're kind of pushing, pushing the body. And then, like you said, all these three things are a complex mind, body, spirit. And so it kind of reflects in your work as well. When you push, when you push your body to a certain way, you can, you can kind of um, take all that discipline and whatever and put it into your work. Yes. I call it weaponizing your body because your body is intimately connected with the emotions that you feel. Right. And the more that you, challenge yourself the more control you feel that you have over your body you start to amplify your power you start to feel alive you start to like work with your fucking physical vehicle that you you've been gifted but um when we are not connected to our body when we're not feeling strong and powerful then you're not going to be as confident in business because the emotions that have yet to be worked through are going to plague you when it comes to making big, big business decisions, right? So it's all connected. It's like optimizing your energy, your emotions, your physical body, your mind, your spirit to then perform at your highest capacity in whatever endeavor that you're seeking. Got it. And I know you got, yeah, from I saw that you'd have like daily, daily intense workouts. And uh, things I've tried both myself where I had a while where I, I would do every well. I do like six days a week, mm-hmm. and then I went to like three days a week. Like what? What have you seen to be more important? Like the daily intense workout or a couple of days a week? Because personally, I found I found myself I found it to be like generally, um, even though it was more intense, to be like my life was generally much more better when I was doing it every day. But curious to your your thoughts. Yeah. Once again, it's going back to inti- intuition and f- like going with what feels the best for you, right? Uh, The thing with this is that your body does need time for recovery. So in terms of a daily practice, daily movement is essential, absolutely. Like some form of movement is essential, but you don't have to be 100% full tilt every day, right? Like one day might be a light casual run, for example, where it's like you're restoring, you're still moving, you're still moving and getting exercise in, but it might not be intense. The next day might be a more intense workout where you're really challenging your nervous system to keep up with the enhanced workload and the the enhanced level of stress. Uh, But 
um, then the day after that might be something more fun. Like you literally might get exercised by me, for example, like maybe it's go-karting, maybe it's a slower walk, maybe it's a bit of yoga or anything that you find that you want to do. Um, it's about using both of them. So like low intensity and also high intensity to give yourself that balance. But yeah, for those I've found with anyone who goes and does 100% like high intensity every day, they don't have much energy for anything else. You know, like it, most of it is in the gym and and that's like where it stays. Okay, got it. What are some of your favorite books? Uh, I would say one of my favorites is Reality Transurfing. Um, that can really, that's a great entry book into the spiritual world and and a lot of amazing concepts and paradigms that I think like would be a great uh, read for everybody. Um, the My favorite book for men is The Superior Man or The Way of, I think it's The Way of the Superior Man. Um, another great book for men, I love Iron John. Okay. So just Iron John. Yep. Um, what else? Is there any, and then is there any specific themes like? Um, what, what, what about like business? I think these are, um, I guess more like masculinity mindset. Do you, yeah. do you, do you have any favorite business ones? Um, I've read a lot of them. Most of them, <laughs> most of the common ones. Uh, I don't know about a favorite business book, to be honest. Like, I feel like, yeah, they're great. They're often great for tactics and strategy. Um, oh, you know what? I would, I would say the all the eighty twenty principle books mm. is probably the best, the best business books from uh, from the way in which you look at business and perceive business. All the eighty twenty stuff. What about have you have you um, read principles? Yep, I've read that. What, what what are your thoughts on that book? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, awesome. All right, um, all right. Just so, so just to wrap up because um, I've been watching your journey with United Mind. Even the time where it was like you weren't you weren't even really opened up. I've I've got a few friends in there as well that have joined um, mm-hmm. working with you. So. How like what's what's the whole idea um, behind your programs? Like if people want to know more about it, and yeah, if people want to know more about you, how do they do that? And what's the mm-hmm. whole United mind about the, in terms of the program specifically? Okay, sure. So the whole consensus of the programs themselves are to help people across those three core pillars. So we've got one program which is called, in terms of our our coursework material. We've got one called Alchemy of Life Design, and that is to help people. It's like a 30-day reset to help people realign and recalibrate themselves to design their dream life and get organized in the process to set themselves up for success. Program number two or course number two is High Performance Accelerator, which is all about enhancing your level of mastery across your your mind, body, and spirit. Um, And that's to enhance your energy and your performance in your professional endeavors. Then program number three is called Quantum Creator. And this isn't 
uh, public yet, or any, and neither is High Performance Accelerator, by the way. These are rolling out and are available to my mastermind group. But Quantum Creator is all about helping you build a mission-driven business that where you can be making money doing what you love. So it's more about helping you build a business around your unique strengths and X factor to create and optimize your entire life and business around doing what you love so you can spend more time on that thing um, in a systemized manner. But in terms of what's currently available right now, uh, we've got a, a community called The Renaissance, which is opening up in a couple of weeks' time. And the consensus behind that is basically a community with live coaching calls where we're bringing like-minded entrepreneurs and creators into the same space who are focused on mastering themselves across those areas of life, right? Uh, Then the other thing that we currently have available right now is just our uh, mastermind for men, which is called Gentleman's Mastery. And this is a higher level mastermind with guys that are really focused on the pursuit of taking this stuff very seriously. And they're wanting more, uh, I guess, like hands-on stuff with coaching, live events, and being in a community of like-minded men in the same direction. So that's that's what we have available right now. Uh, we, as I mentioned, the mastermind is currently available, but we are rolling out the free community in the next couple of weeks. And then we're also going to be launching the version two of those programs over the next few months as well. They're going to be rolling out like one after the other to the public. That's awesome. And they can find us on which website? What's that? Um, On a website? Yeah. Yeah, it's called unitedmind.com. Unitedmind.com, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, so so if if you want to work with right guys, unitedmind.com. But yeah, thank you for coming on, right? I appreciate it a ton. Lots of value. Thanks for uh, having me on, mate. I appreciate the opportunity to speak to your listeners and I hope that they um, received one or two things that they can apply into their own life. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully we'll have you on again soon. Cool. Yeah, sounds good, mate.